Hello, my dear listeners. Welcome to Teenage Talks, the podcast which empowers teens and young adults. Today, I'm going to touch upon a topic which is important not only for teens, but everyone, parents, siblings, friends, all adults, that is suicides and their prevention. It is said that suicide is the second leading cause of death following motor vehicle accidents among teenagers and young adults. A young person dying because of overwhelming helplessness or frustration is devastating to family, friends, community. Parents, siblings, classmates, coaches and neighbors might be left wondering if they could have done something to prevent that young person from turning to suicide. Why do teens consider suicide? Is it a result of mental health disorder? Do they consider it as a solution to their problems? Is it an impulsive decision or they may, may be already planning it? Which teens are at a risk for suicide? To answer these questions and many more, we have an expert in mental health who has been dealing with suicide prevention for many years. He is the founder chairman of Banjara Academy, whose motto is to empower people to solve their problems. He conducts many courses, the most important being diploma in counseling skills. He is a very simple, down-to-earth person, an excellent counselor and a good friend. Without much ado, I welcome one and only Dr. Ali Kwaja. Very good evening, Chaya and all the listeners. I am here. Thanks, Ali, for accepting my invitation to participate in this important discussion. And my first question to you is, are the suicides among teens increasing or do we feel because of media reporting? Media reporting definitely has become much, much more than what it was earlier. But since I don't uh, go by the macro level, I deal at the micro level, I am not in a position to give statistically whether they have increased or not. And as you know, the uh, statistics given out by authorities are not always very reliable. So let us not worry about whether it's increasing or to what extent and all that, but let us definitely be concerned about the fact that there are more and more youngsters who are feeling suicidal. Why do teens consider suicide? And what are the factors which increase the risk of suicide among teens? See, as we are well aware, teenage is that phase of life where one is hunting for an identity. Before coming to adolescence, a child is happy in his cocoon that my parents are there, my teachers are there, they will take care of whatever my needs are. Sometimes I'm not very happy with them, but I have to obey them. So life is simple. When a child becomes an adolescent and when the hormones are activated and then the child starts you know, thinking in a wider context, the child starts looking for an identity. Many teenagers do find an identity. They say, this is the career I want to take up. This is the type of friends I want to have. This is the type of relationship I want to have with my parents and my family members. But some of them don't. So it starts from there. In all these areas, be it you know relationships, sexuality, career and academics, if they find that they are not relating to it, not finding an identity, getting isolated, that is the first step when a person starts giving up on life. They get isolated, you mean, because of their careers yes. or relationships. Yes, they feel yeah. isolated and then they can't see a bright future ahead of them. When they feel that life is not worth it, I may not be able to be successful, I may not be able to make something 
I will be a disgrace to my parents. I will never be able to have achieve anything great in life. Then the thought comes in that why should I live? So, is it a mental health disorder? Yes, it is acknowledged as a mental health uh, disorder. But as I said, you know, the very idea of suicide, the ideation when it starts, the thoughts start uh, coming in. That is the time when we need to start taking it at a serious level. I would guess that for every one completed suicide, there are five or ten attempted suicides, and there may be fifty to hundred people who are thinking of suicide. That is the segment. And why are they thinking of suicide? It could be depression, isolation, loneliness. Some of these are recognized as mental illnesses. Some of them are just, you know, social issues which they have to tackle. With. The high parental expectations, yes, divorces and financial problems—all those things contribute uh, to yes. suicide. Family plays a very, very important role in the life of a, a teenager because if the family is stable, if the parents are there, you know, that emotional security, then they feel that life is worth it. Somebody is there to take care of me. I don't mind if I have ups and downs, if I fail in an examination, or my friends let me down. But as you rightly said, if there is a discord in the family, if the families are not very happy, and the child starts feeling emotionally insecure, and that adds on to that distress of where is my future? Is it an impulsive decision, or they may be already planning it? My estimate is that 90-95 percent of uh, suicides are very well thought over. A small percentage. you know uh, is impulsive where something very tragic happens and the person just loses it and says no i don't want to live and then jumps off a cliff or whatever it is but the vast majority there is a background even let's say a person who fails in an exam and commits suicide we have lakhs of children who fail in uh, exams but why this particular uh, you know number who commits suicide because somewhere there was a lot of those self esteem there was a worthlessness there was a feeling of isolation and loneliness that was already there now the last straw on the camel's back was when the result comes and the person realizes that i have failed in the exam and that drives the last nail in the coffin and the person says i don't want to live the so supposing that same boy would have got good scores then you think he might have still committed suicide it, no it would have at least prevented suicide at that time but the major issue the underlying issue would not have resolved that there may be high parental expectations okay you passed but you haven't got enough percentage to get into medicine which is what we wanted you to do you won't get into a good college so again that thing starts piling up and the next time there is some trigger or something the person is highly uh, high, high risk towards attempting suicide that is that suicidal tendency will always be there and any major yes. thing that happens he might commit suicide yes we call it no suicidal ideation that means the idea of suicide is somewhere lurking in his mind is there anything left for me in life am i needed by somebody am i going to be achieve anything or am i a failure the other day uh, times of india reported that one 17 year old girl committed suicide because she was sharing a cell phone with her brother and he changed the password and he didn't tell tell her and she committed suicide was it a, yeah, no, what do you think it was an impulsive decision 
or no, she was already planning that case which the media and the police and all these people report to it like i told you even something as drastic as failing in an exam it is as i told you the last nail so what would have happened is that this girl was already feeling that isolated maybe she was being compared with her brother and the brother was being given i'm just guessing yeah. i don't know that particular yeah. case obviously yeah. so possibilities i'm just exploring with you yeah. that it is possible that the parents were comparing her to a brother possible that she was felt i am not very good looking or she may have had a you know break up with her boyfriend so many things could have uh, happened one by one one by one and then she is trying to reach out maybe to some friends and all that through that phone and the brother locks the phone and she realizes that even that last you know opening is closed for me then why do i live and that is when she takes that impulsive action but the build up has been definitely there in most build of up. the case so could that be just sibling rivalry sibling rivalry will be only one aspect of it mm-hmm. it could be her academic prowess it could be her relationship with her peers it could be her self image it could be the way patients parents have been treating her all that put together because suicide is an extreme case it takes a lot of courage for a person to actually end her life so when she comes to that point where she says i will take that step i will go ahead and commit suicide that means things have pushed her beyond her capacity to bear okay even one 13 year old boy committed suicide because parents shouted at him for not doing the housework so do you think that was impulsive or that might have been going on in his mind for quite yes, some time because definitely, definitely if you, yes if somebody were to be able to go into the whole history of the 13 years of his life one will definitely find that there were factors one after another one after another and as long as he was a child somehow he bore with it and somehow he felt that his parents are there when he comes to adolescence and when he starts exploring his identity and then he realizes that i'm not going for anything my parents think that i am nothing but a servant my grades are like this my teachers scold me my friends tease me or bully me you will definitely find a history of 1 2 3 4 5 6 things which are added on and that particular day something happened and the parents said something and he said okay i've had enough and i will end my life which is another very important factor that the age of people attempting or committing suicide has definitely come down compared to earlier years younger and younger teenagers are now attempting suicide um, have you heard of uh, children committing su- children below the age of 10 committing suicides no thankfully so far we have not come across uh, any case directly but i won't rule it out maybe one in a million whatever it is but you see we are not looking at statistics we are looking at a human life and that to an innocent life of a child who's got his whole life ahead of him but so far it starts with adolescence Okay. Early detection is critical prevention strategy. How do we identify the teens with suicidal tendencies? What are the behavioral changes we should watch? Yes, yes, yes. Before we even come to the uh, suicidal aspect, the suicide, uh, committing suicide, or attempting suicide, or having ideas of suicide, are that extreme which a person has been led to. So let us first take one step backward and say, what is happening in the life of a particular child? i told you starts with a simple thing like self esteem if the child is being put down the child has a bad self image the child is being compared to others so it starts from there that i am worthless i am not good i cannot make my elders or my 
teachers or my parents uh, happy my friends don't care for me it starts with something like that and then if there is a sense of isolation that you know friends are ganging up that again happens only in uh, teenage that they start making these gangs and groups and if they say no no we don't want you in the group nobody wants me i'm left uh, alone once that starts then they are laying the first foundations towards a person eventually going towards suicide so the prevention at that stage wherever you feel that a child ha- is having emotional insecurity having low self esteem a sense of isolation and uh, uh, loneliness a directionlessness that you know i don't know what i'm going to be when i uh, grow up these are the first factors out of so many people who go through some of them take the next step forward that is you know they start with looking for uh, uh, alternatives so okay if i cannot get into iit i will go to such and such engineering college if i can't get into a degree i'll get into a diploma so like that they start exploring when they find that even that is not possible they start feeling helpless there are three pillars once they fall one after another the person definitely starts getting suicidal thoughts the first one is helplessness there's nobody to help me i can't help myself i don't find any solution to the issues and the problems and the hurdles that i am facing even then the person may not uh, you know feel suicidal but he lives on hope so somewhere along the line you know the person may be for example uh, you know having great faith in god okay nobody cares for me at least god will take care of me god will not let me down anything like that i have a friend who said that i will help you my grandfather is there if i tell him he will definitely rescue me so when a person feels helpless the person moves on to hope but in case the hope goes away then nobody i don't think god loves me or god will take care of me i don't have anybody in the family i can reach out to none of my friends are going to do that so i don't see any change i don't think that i will ever be able to qualify or i'll be able to do something great or my looks will improve or anything so when the hope goes down the person has taken the second step and that is when the person actually starts thinking that why am i living and the answer comes in the form of whether i have become worthless that is the third pillar as long as i am worthy somebody cares for me somebody needs me somebody loves me i'm serving some purpose by being over here my granny you know loves me and i take care of her and she is so thankful to me because she can't move around much so i do all these things for her so my granny needs me i have a worth as a person who takes care of my granny i'm giving a very over simplistic example but as long as there is some worth in a person's mind the person will not take that extreme step but in case the person feels that i am not worthy i am not serving any purpose by being here i'm just you know eating food and using somebody's money or you know just not achieving anything in life then why should i live and that is where the ideation or the thoughts of suicide start no what are the early signs like what should parents look for like how how we what yeah. are the early signs for them yeah be it parents be it, yeah be it parents be it friends be it teachers i think all of us should be sensitive to this you know the teenage which is that age of emotional turmoil of looking for identity and ups and downs and all that so what we need to look for is a change in the behavior 
Supposing one child has always been very quiet and very docile and very withdrawn, nothing wrong with it. She, he can still grow up and become a successful person. But a person who was outgoing, who was very so- social, who was an extrovert, and of late you find that he is withdrawing into a shell. He's not talking to family members, he's not talking to friends, he's not you know, involving himself in any group activities among his classmates or something, that is an indicator. Similarly, if he starts, uh, uh, these are all changes that need to be checked. There are children who just don't care about their uh, grooming or their dressing. It's okay, nothing wrong with it. But a person who used to be very well-dressed, very smart, looking after his grooming and checking everything, and suddenly you find that he's got a stubble beard and he's not shaving and he's wearing you know, some uh, unironed or dirty uh, clothes, that is an indication. Some of the more serious indications are when a person starts settling matters. I borrowed this book from you. I want to return. I don't even remember when I had rent this book to you. It's okay, I'll keep it. No, 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 I don't want to keep anybody's things. I want to settle these matters. I owe money to somebody. I have these, I have something to take care of. So I start settling. Anybody who suddenly appears to be settling matters as though there is no tomorrow. That is a very serious uh, you know, indicator that a person may be uh, getting suicidal uh, thoughts. So like that, if you keep totaling, one, each one of them by itself may not mean anything. But if you look at one, two, three, four, you will find, including the fact that since, as I told you, vast majority of these suicides are contemplated, planned, you know, explored uh, different options, then given up hope, then become uh, hopeless and, you know, uh, worthless. So what happens is that you will even see that the person is either talking very negatively about the future. If you say, you know, in May we've got summer holidays and we've all decided to go in such and such place, you'll come with us. He'll make some very, you know, negative remark. Who will be where in May? God knows you are. What are you talking about? I don't want to plan like that. So the child will start giving you some indication that he is not looking towards his future. Very often, at least to some trusted person or person, they also say that, you know, something like a philosophical thought. What is life? What are we going to achieve by these? Look at how corruption and terrorism and this and that is spreading in the world. There's nothing to look forward to. I don't know. think the world is a great place. Normally what happens, you think of it as just some rambling by a, a youngster. But if he is doing this more than once, twice, he has, every now and then or to different people is bringing out these things. These are also very strong indicators. So out of the half a dozen that I said, if you find one, two, three of them happening, one should definitely start looking at it seriously. Even excessive crying is also... Excessive crying, yes, 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 crying. And in most cases, they cry alone. So you don't even get to know. But if there is a hint that, you know, he comes out of his room with red eyes and you feel that, yes, he's been crying. So crying alone is very, very, you know, isolating and a very helpless situation that even when I'm crying, there is nobody there to dry my tears. And some children can mask all these uh, signs and behave yes. as though nothing is wrong with them. Is it yes. also a possibility? Some of them, some of even them, with suicidal uh, tendencies? Even with suicidal tendencies? 
it is possible some of them some of them do that particularly because they don't want anybody to know and start chasing them or taking care of them or preventing them so if they know that there are people who will immediately wake up and who start you know monitoring him or something then he may put on a mask and try to show that he is very jovial but he does let his guard down sometime or the other that is the interesting thing i have had cases where people have said no he was very jolly he was this 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 and then one friend says no when i was alone with him you know he was saying this 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 uh, type of thing or another friend says that you know i told him yeah that uh, shirt is not iron why are you wearing it what different does it make yaar so he just lets his guard slip down that is where we need to be sensitive be it a family member <coughs> be it a friend be it a teacher whoever it is earlier i read somewhere that uh, national institute of mental health in usa they developed an app ask suicide screening person tool and it yeah. is said it's a validated tool for use among both youth and adults and it has got set of four questions that takes 20 seconds to administer so the first question is in the past few weeks have you wished you were dead yeah. second question is in the past few weeks have you felt that you or your family would be better off if you were dead in the past week have you been having thoughts about killing yourself fourth one have you ever tried to kill yourself if yes how and when so if the patient answers yes to any of the above they say ask the following questions are you having thoughts of killing yourself right now if yes yeah. please describe so my question to you is do you think teens will answer these questions honestly now the thing is as you know the culture in the western countries and in asian or indian culture is totally different so we may not be successful if we use things like apps and all that which they are doing successfully uh, there because they may not be open to disclosing they are not sure who, who will listen to it how the message will be passed on and things like that but something very similar can be done should be done and we actually do it whenever we come across something let's say either he's failed in his exam or he's had a relationship breakup or he's getting very badly scolded by his parents something like that is happening we do ask very similar questions we call it the s question mm-hmm. that is about suicide have you ever had thoughts that you is it so bad that you feel life is not worth living do you get these sort of thoughts in the night you know if you don't get sleep do you get very frustrated and you feel that i just don't want to see tomorrow morning so in a very gentle and a very subtle manner we bring about very similar questions to the ones that you said but it has to be done by somebody whom he trusts so a counselor an elder whoever it may be whom he trusts when that person goes into this then yes and it is said that if a person can admit that i am feeling suicidal to a trusted person 50 to 75% of his suicide risk comes down there and then just the fact that he has shared it with somebody whom he trusts and that person has taken it in the right manner is not put him down or is not told him it is a sin you should not do or whatever it is it really helps so the suicide risk comes down the second part that you told about nims that to ask more question that's what we do once the person admits that yeah i get now how stupid sometimes a person may say 
it's so stupid you know last night i was just not getting sleep and i was tossing turning and i said why don't i just jump off the balcony i woke up in the morning and i said how stupid of me why did i think like this but that is when we tell them that no it is not stupid you did go momentarily to such a low mental phase that you actually thought of it so now let us talk more about it how often do these thoughts come have you actually done something have you actually gone to some terrace and stood there and looked down and calculated if i jump from here will i definitely die any of these things and the ultimate is when the person gives you a date or a time frame yes i want to do it next sunday or i want to do it as soon as my holidays are there or i want to do it the day all my family goes for a picnic i will uh, give some excuse and stay back nobody will be in the house i will do it these are a very 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 strong uh, you know indicators and the last of course is if the person has already made some arrangements i found out that rat poison can kill so i went and bought two cans of rat poison and i have hidden it in the bathroom i found that you know uh, tying a knot with uh, some rope or with a dupatta or something so i managed to find something and i have kept it carefully hidden away so when a person has taken steps you know that the suicide risk is extremely high do you think that parents and teachers should discuss the topic of suicide with teens in general i feel very strongly that we should but it should not be made into a discussion of suicide it should be start on a positive note that what builds up hope what gives you motivation what gives you that desire to perform and be successful start with that and then talk about what hinders success or ambition or motivation among that go to the emotional issues that if you are feeling isolated if you are feeling lonely and touch upon the fact that if you do not do that in the extreme case you may start getting suicidal thoughts others have done it and therefore we are cautioning you that do not allow these things to uh, you know manifest itself and then finally we have to give them some practical tips on how they can overcome uh, that including whether it's talking to a counselor a teacher or a parent whoever uh, it is how to overcome that isolation if your friends are neglecting you can you find another group of friends if you're not able to get admission in a good college can you go for a second best college all these practical solutions should be given the moment he starts getting the solution he no longer feels helpless he starts having hope and he does not feel worthless please schools and colleges apart from having counselors what else they can do to prevent suicides i think some time can be set aside even by some you know sensitive teachers not all teachers are capable of doing it but at least they, every college every school has got some very sensitive and caring teachers if they are trained you don't have to rely only because counselors are very few and far apart so the child may not always have access to the counselor but the child on a daily basis has access to the teacher so some sensitive teachers if they can take out 5 minutes from their lesson and talk about these things talk about depression talk about feeling lonely talk about these things and then just leave them with that thing if you want more details you come and meet me in the staff room or you call me up on this 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 or whatever it is and that is when if the teacher feels that it is getting a little serious she can refer to either a, a counselor in the school or if they don't have then any other psychologist or therapist or whatever 
I have read somewhere that Cambridge University takes all the details about a student, all the physical ailments, mental ailments, everything, and they do identify who is likely to have a mental health disorder and then approach the patient in that manner. So you think can we do it in our country too? Again, the same thing, the difference in the culture between the Western and the Indian way of uh, thinking. If uh, my child were to be sitting and filling this form and if he actually has been going through bouts of depression, I will never allow him to fill that in because I'll say you won't get admission in the uh, college. Don't you dare write anything uh, like that. We are so secretive. We don't even like to share it among our extended family or neighbors or anybody. So if I find that my child is feeling very isolated, my daughter, uh, you know, took a blade and cut her wrist or something. We immediately try to hide the thing and brush it under the uh, carpet. So if tomorrow that child is seeking admission in a university and they ask, have you done anything like this? Have you had this thing? I will say never ever write anything like that because number one, you may be denied admission. Number two, if you get admission, you will be stigmatized. This word will leak out and people will laugh at you and say, oh, you tried to kill yourself. So that doesn't work for us. May not, may not. I'm not an educationist at that level. Maybe they can sit and explore and decide. But my personal opinion is that I don't think that. So it, it is possible to prevent suicides. So what are the steps to prevent uh, suicides? Yes. Keep an eye at an individual level. Look for changes in behavior and attitude. Talk to the person. Make the person talk anything and everything that he or she wants to uh, talk and when you find anything which is even vaguely resembling that uh, helplessness and hopelessness and worthlessness take that person under your wing and start working to build up these three factors so parents have to play a role and teachers have to play a role and even friends and friends. friends so parents teachers and friends and maybe siblings too True. so they can refer then to a mental health person so that yeah. way the so what does really a mental health person do like as a counselor how do you approach a suicidal that, uh, that's exactly what i was telling you just now that if i find that a person has failed in the exam or the person is being bullied or the person has had a relationship breakup i will lead that on to the feeling level do you feel that you will be able to overcome this do you feel that you know, there are alternatives existing uh, for you. We say that suicide is attempted by a person when he comes into what they refer to as the TINA syndrome, that T-I-N-A. That is, there is no alternative. So since there is no other alternative, I want to kill myself. So we start working on the factor of there are always alternatives. Give me some time. Be with me. We'll sit down and discuss. Perhaps, possibly, we may be able to come out with some alternative which will resolve this issue to some extent. The other thing is to give hope. Even if today you are not getting what you want, tomorrow you will uh, get it. So things can improve. It is not that just because you are going through a bad time now, the rest of your life will be in that uh, situation. And third, to give a lot of positive strokes and boost the self-esteem by saying you are a worthy person. Even if you're not doing well in academics or whatever, you're not good looking or whatever the negativity that the child feels, we can start highlighting the positive things. You know how much your grandmother loves you because you take care of her. 
you know that social service or this thing that you are doing you are part of the scouts or ncc or you are doing so many such a, uh, good things you have this 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 your friends look up to you so so many times and so often like that keep on making the person feel worthy and that is what you know is the major thing of preventing suicide so maybe they may improve at that moment maybe as yeah. the days pass by they may still carry the tendency within them yes the so, possibility is there yeah. that is where this thing comes of leaving the person with that idea that i am there for you i care for you so much that i am willing to be there for you whatever happens we do it very often i personally done it so many times i told them that even if it's in the middle of the night just send me a message whether i read it at that point of time or not is not important but i will definitely respond to you so when that person shoots off a message not even sure whether i am awake and whether i will listen to it it is like an emptying out a catharsis the person feels lighter and then the person waits for a response i have told my counselor that i don't want to live and i want to die what will the answer come and that itself carries the person through till morning when i wake up i reply i start saying okay let's move on let's try and do something let us see what best can be done so you are saying that if they have a person with whom they can they can relate to even and confide in them it makes a lot of difference to them okay even one person one person is in Ali what is your message finally to teens and adults that i told you that never get into that teenager syndrome we are living in the 21st century our economy our growth our globalization is going at such a wonderful level that i tell the youngsters that you are very lucky to be living in this era and in this great country so that there are ample opportunities it is not just the people who stand first in class or who get scholarships or who go to the top notch universities or whatever it is or only the good looking ones or the ones who know have language you know expertise no anybody and everybody can carve out a good future okay. so work on that don't hesitate to take help wherever and whenever it is needed tomorrow you may be able to help somebody else so don't look at it as a demeaning thing look at it as you know okay i've fallen down i will hold somebody's hand to get up tomorrow if somebody else falls down i can also reach out by that hand keep up that attitude thank you ali for throwing so much thank of light you. on suicide and prevention of suicide i'm sure apart from teens parents and others adults would be benefited by this podcast i would like to do many more podcasts with a knowledgeable person like you ali thank you very much my pleasure. pleasure thank you very much bye 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 thank you guys for listening please share this podcast with as many people as you can myself and dr lee kwaja will be happy even if one person is benefited by this if any of you want to know more about suicide you can contact dr lee kwaja at banjara academy his email id is alikwaja50@gmail.com thank you very much